Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Come on, baby. Well, Bradley, you saw a really great show last night, uh, and we're excited to have a guest in studio from that show. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And what did you see? Okay, so I saw Beautiful at the Orpheum last night um, at Hennepin Theater Trust, their current season. And joining us in the show is one of the, or on the show, yes. is one of those people who was in the show who plays, because of course, beautiful, the life, uh, a part of the life of Carol King and her amazing, uh, talented music, uh, who, here playing, uh, or the, why am I so Start speechless over. with you in the studio? <laughs> Dylan sure. S. Wallach, who <laughs> plays Carol King's husband, Jerry Goffin, in the show, is with us. Thank you for being with us, Dylan. Thank you for having me. Well said. So you've gotten me speechless twice <laughs> okay. in the last 24 I'll hours. To, Congratulations. That, thank you very much. <laughs> First, so of course. That actually is quite a feat. Trust really? me. He's wow. never speechless. My gosh. I, I, I haven't met him for very long. So I, seriously, yeah. I try to get him to be quiet all the time. Oh, is that true? <laughs> it's true. It's true. But you, the first time you got me speechless was last night on stage because you were amazing. Thank you so much. And I hope you hear that a lot. Um, you know, during the entire run of this show, because the show itself is amazing. Your performance and the performance really, I was just mentioning how blown away I was by just the breadth and depth of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we all are drawn to the musical because of Carol King's music and the the memories people have. Colleen has, you know, she's got her own memories of uh, tapestry, and there are a lot of reasons mm-hmm. people probably brought to the that particular show. Yeah. But so many reasons to then find out um, even more why you're excited to be there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know about some of the early stuff that Jerry Goffin and Carol King wrote together, you know, and it shows them first falling in love and starting to write and um, their first hits. You know, a lot of people think I, I think a lot of people think of Carol King um, from Tapestry, as, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what put her on the map. But there were so many songs that they wrote together before that, you know, songs like Take Good Care of My Baby, Will You Still Love Me, The Locomotion, you know, mm-hmm. all of these amazing songs. And uh, it's yeah, it's a it's a pleasure to get to share these stories with the audience. Did you I mean, what did you know of the career of Carol King and Jerry Coffin coming into this role yourself? Yeah, I I didn't know much about Jerry Goffin at all. Uh, I knew about Carol King because my mom looks exactly like her. Oh, get out. So I I heard about really? her a lot. What's that? Is that true? It is true. Wow. Yeah. And Carol King actually came to the show in Costa Mesa, the last city we were in, and surprised us, came on stage at the end of the show and sang with us. Oh, my God. And I you know, got to meet her after the show and... The girl who plays Carol, Sarah Bockel, said, you have to show her a picture of your mom. And so I did. And she she flipped out because they look so much alike. So I knew about Carol, but I didn't know about the character that I play, Uh Jerry, who wrote the lyrics to a lot of these hits. And uh, it's been it's been such an honor to step into his shoes and. 
um, yeah, he's an, he's an amazing person. He's really complicated as you, you know, as you see in the show, yeah. um, he goes through a lot over the course of the show. There really is a lot to that personal story that yeah. I learned last night that I wasn't aware of. And mm-hmm. I love that the show, cause I'm, I, I was curious. I didn't have a, a, a great understanding of the show before I went to see it last night. And I was very curious to see how much of that personal story are we going to get? And even though it's, it's, it's put together so masterfully. Obviously, they're leaving a lot out. Yeah. But the things that they weave together and put in really paint, I thought, just a, an eye-opening picture of this. these incredible talents. I mean, the, the friends that they had along the way. Um, I'm curious, though, whenever you approach a character who's based on a real person, yeah. for you, you know, as an actor and a performer, how do you begin to approach that uh, for yourself? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a little more challenging with Jerry in particular because there's not a lot of video footage of him. You know, there there are a lot of pictures of him, which I have. I have this amazing album of pictures of them, but there's like maybe one interview on YouTube of him from the early 90s, you know, so there's just not a lot of, um, because I would love to be able to watch footage of him and try to, you know, mimic his voice and get his mannerisms, but there just isn't stuff like that like there is with Carol King, you know, and unfortunately YouTube wasn't around back then, so there's just not, you know, uh, but you know, I, so I'm just sort of, you know, I've read a lot about him and um, it, I, it, it's a huge responsibility, you know, playing um, a real person. Oh, sure. Um, Did you get feedback? Like, you know, you, you met Carol. I mean, did she give you some feedback on the role at all? Yeah, it was actually, I mean, probably the best compliment I could have gotten. She and her daughter, Louise Goffin, who is my character's daughter came to see the show and they said it was like, what, like re, like um, re-experiencing their her father is oh, what wow. Louise said, wow. which amazing. is about the most amazing thing I could have heard about. You know, my performance exactly. from the actual yeah. people. You know, um, no so that's that was that was pretty special. Um, yeah, How, I mean that had to have been kind of a nerve-wracking time to perform, knowing. That they were in the audience. We didn't know. Oh, thank God. Which, thank God. <laughs> Absolutely, thank God. Because, <laughs> we, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you got to feel like that would be some pressure that you would feel. Absolutely. Uh, but then, so you found out afterwards, yes. obviously, that they were there. Yes. And you were like, phew. Phew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, and then, of course, you look back at your performance and you say, like, was that the best possible show I could have mm-hmm. done for for Carol King? Yeah. You know? Um but I, you know, I think we're in a good rhythm with the show, and it felt like a great performance. So I, I, I hope that she, you know, that she liked what we did. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's such an honor to tell her story and to and to meet her in person it was. That's so, so special. Cool. Yeah. If you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Dylan S. Wallach. He plays um, Carol King's husband and lyricist Jerry Goffin in Beautiful, the musical, which is currently at the Orpheum. And uh, we'll be here through October 27th. There are still tickets available, but they are going fast. And, uh, you know, I will tell you that the show that I saw last night is a show that you're going to want to see. But I would love to ask you before we let you go, Dylan. You know, for people like my partner and I had a connection. Colleen talked about her connection to Carol King's music going in. So, and I bet a lot of the audience, maybe uh, sort of the initial audience, does. What do you say to the person who's like, "What is this show about? Why do I go see this show?" Well, especially like young people who might yeah. not have a connection to the music of sure. of Carol King, or might not know that they have a connection to the music of mm-hmm. Carol King. Yeah. 
I think there are so many ways in, but I think overall, especially right now, I think this is the story of a incredibly empowered and brave woman, which I just think is that's so important right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's I think I think that's the best reason to go see it. But there, you know, for her music as well and so many songs you didn't know that she wrote. I think it's a lot like, you know, um, something like Walk the Line or Ray, which when I saw those movies, You know, it's these biopics with this music. It, it it gives you a new reason to connect to this music when you know more about these people. Yeah. And I think that's that's a great reason to see this show as well. You know, for because it also starts with Carol as a young woman. So I think for younger people to watch this woman, you know, just sort of rise into Carol King, you know. Um, but you see her from when she was just starting out. I think that's, um, that's an amazing reason to see the show. I will say, and I think this is a testament to the performances last night um, in Beautiful the Musical, now at the Orpheum, go get your tickets, <laughs> is I, I just thought how much bravery it must yeah. re- must have required for her to go out on her own and, and right. not giving anything away. But the musical sort of ends as she's, you know, jumping off right. that ledge into right. her own career. Right. And it's all of the things you learn in the musical that set that up. And it really does a wonderful um, job of making you feel like how brave she really had to be or strong and powerful she had to be, which as you referenced is a perfect analogy for, you know, our current times. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, it's amazing that this is, this really is her story. You know, it's not that this isn't made up. This really happened to her. And um, so to get to, understand her more and what she went through to become who she was yeah it is it's a beautiful musical it's a beautiful story yeah perfectly said thank you thank you so much for the performance last night (laughs) thank you for coming oh absolutely and again it goes through october 27th um dylan s wallach has been our guest he plays jerry goffin in the current production of beautiful at the orpheum and thank you so much again for joining us thank you for having me When we come back, I hate to go from something so beautiful to something I'm angry about, but I'm really mad at Sarah Silverman. We got to talk about it. We will do just that after this on the Cullingham Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Oh my gosh, Sarah Silverman needs to stop talking. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and um I just have I just want to have an honest and frank conversation about how I don't think that uh, Sarah Silverman is doing anybody any favors by talking about Louis C.K. Really quickly. Yeah. Can I have an honest conversation oh, yeah. just to tie up a loose end? Yeah. Can we just acknowledge the hotness the that just was in our that was in studio? The studio? Literally tongue tied. Yes. <laughs> Literally, my tongue was. T- yeah, because there, there was, was a beautiful man very in handsome. our studio and so disarmingly handsome, like seriously knee bucklingly like, handsome. And and he would just look at you like with his eyes of hot ecstasy, his eyes of hotness. And um, I don't I'm sorry. Do you I need just, a drink? I need uh, like a, something some and water? I apologize. Like, for, no, I was okay. like, yeah, he was Seriously attractive. Anyway, the amazing see, part is, is go see him on stage. Go see yeah. him on stage and yeah. you can see him. Here's the thing you didn't see. That in, on stage is wearing an A shirt, you know, like uh, we used to call those. Now we don't. Uh, oh, wife. yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A male, male tank. About, yeah. A male tank. A male tank. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, he wears that on stage and I'm mm-hmm. telling you. All right, I'll shut up. Okay. Fan yourself now. Now, give me now, a reason to hate. Sarah yeah, Silverman. yeah. I'm I'm here to help. Okay, so 
Sarah Silverman has been doing a couple different interviews, and, and she said this in a couple different ways in a couple different places. But one of them was with Howard Stern in an interview. She's talking about Louis C.K. And um, among other things, you know, she says, because they're friends, she says, okay, backing up the truck a little bit, Louis C.K. is one of the people who kind of got caught up in the Me Too movement when he was accused by multiple comedians uh, of um, polishing his silverware in front of them in private uh, (laughs) as a uh, sort of an exchange for maybe helping them with their career a little bit, right? Yeah. Among other things. Uh, and he admitted to the inappropriateness of that, and he yep. said he was going to take a beat, and that was a uh, that oh was a poor God. choice of oh words. My God. He, he was, was going to take a, a moment. He was going to take a moment away, but then he's been kind of doing the underground type of trying to get back on stage and yeah. do some try out some Not new material. Doing it very blah, well, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, because we've right. all been talking about it exactly. But. Uh, so in any, in any case, Sarah Silverman came out early, kind of in support of him just as a person. And she kind of was open about the struggle of being a friend of somebody who did something this inappropriate. Right. So but she always gets asked about it and then she answers. And I don't think she always answers artfully. And that to me is I think that that is partially normal. Right. To not always have an artful answer to talk about the person who you care about who did a bad thing. I think she's gone too far. Because now I think she's she's nothing good can come out of some of what she's saying. Okay. So she has said uh, publicly the following quote of Louis C.K. I love him. He's my brother. I've known him since I was 19. And it's so hard to talk about. It's all very black and white until it comes to your front door. And the bad guy is someone you love. What he did was wrong. Uh, and then she goes on to say, I'm not saying it's okay because once he got famous, even just in the comedy community, that changes everything and makes it not okay. I don't know if I'm going to regret saying this. I've known Louis forever. I'm not making excuses for him. Please don't take this that way. But you know, we are peers. We're equal. When we were kids and he used to ask if he could polish his silverware in front of me, sometimes I'd go, Bleep, yeah, I want to see that. It was like, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Science. Okay. okay. No. But okay, so she revealed that about herself, that 
personal anecdote. Mm -hmm. What is she trying to say about that? That's the question that I have. Like, it seems as though what she's trying to say is, eh, it didn't really shock me. um, And I kind of asked for it. So wasn't so bad. To which I would say, but you said that in the context of a grown man who did that in front of other adults um, for the purposes of his own self-gratification without the consent of the people involved. Like, I don't know why you're telling us that because if there's no, like if, what is the reason not to absolve him of some of the responsibility of that to, by telling that story? What is the purpose? And that's sort of my point is I don't feel like this helps anybody in the story. Um, I think it, um, I think it's, Serves to listen what two adults do in their own relationships consensually is their own business, right? So I don't want to say when I say normalize, I don't want to say that that is not normal. You're saying doing it without consent. You don't right. want to normalize that. That's what, I, yeah, exactly. Like if that is a normal behavior between two consenting adults, that is normal. What I'm saying is, when she says that out loud in this way, it in some way is trying to normalize his behavior with a person who was not consenting. Yeah. And that, to me, there's nothing good that can come out of yeah. that. I also just think when it comes to Sarah Silverman, she's the kind of person, and I've seen her do this behavior before, where she is going to say the uncomfortable thing that she thinks everybody else is thinking or she's going to sort of defend a point which i understand that impulse to a degree where everybody is you know like over here outraged about something and she's like hold on a minute there's maybe some opportunity to step back from this and kind of you know call it out but i don't think the way she's doing it that is sharing her own story which is fraught with a lot um, is the best way that she could do that. I think it's disrespectful to the victims. Yeah, of I think it's disrespectful to Louis C.K. And honestly, I think it's really disrespectful to herself. But, yeah. you know, nobody asked me. I'm going to tell you anyway. When we come That's back, we've we got, got a show, girl. Celebrity D-Bay. Everything. On your marks. Get set. Fake. Entertainment. Celebrities behaving badly. We favor them on the Colleen and Bradley show. On My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, we favor them so much, in fact, that we've created an entire segment to talk about them. We call them a name, and that name is D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. And the name of my D-Bag today is Enrique Iglesias. Oh God, this story! Oof. Do you know the story? I yes, his breakfast preferences. Oh my gosh! Do you want to know what's on the menu for breakfast oh at Enrique Iglesias' house? He, of course, is married to tennis star Anna Kornikova, who is like a ten, and he is not difficult to look at himself. Yeah, he is beautiful. He's super duper beautiful, and so of course, what you want to hear from the two of them is. Exactly what you do hear from them, which is that for breakfast, they have sex. Okay. This just is like the narrative that drives me bonkers but, in the world. Mm-hmm. Is, okay, so tell us why and where and how and all that. I mean, you want all the details? No, I'm saying he basically why is, he said that he has sex for breakfast. Okay, he is... Uh, 
he the two he the two of them in an interview uh, he has said you know basically like oh, he'd love to get married someday to Anna Kornikova they've just had twins um but you know right now they're just getting used to life with twins but things are very hot in their in their relationship um they have a very active sex life especially in the mornings quote that's exactly what I do for breakfast. This is in an interview with The Sun um, that he did on October 9th between having sex and having sex. He was able to do this interview. Uh, he said it's probably more sex now than ever. The sex has just not diminished. Yeah. Okay. Do you um, remember the why he's saying this? Because we talked about this. Oh. Did we not? Maybe. Maybe I had a fever dream. Could have been. Holly, remind me. Was this not the topic of a blind item alleging or this touched on a blind item that alleged that he was stepping out and he was now doing damage control by talking about how Ooh. much sex they were having? That could very well be. I seem to remember a conversation about this. about this. Yeah. I seem to remember a conversation that hinted that because there, this is not the first time, I, maybe it's the same interview, but this is now the second time we've talked about him having so much sex with Anna Kornikova. And, and do we think he's having just a lot of sex and some of it is with Anna Kornikova? Yeah, is that exactly. sort of the narrative that we're going with? Exactly. And also, like... <laughs> like tomorrow are we going to find out that you know mm, like so i just think this narrative is so you know dumb like oh we have sex for breakfast Ew. like what are they going to have next like <sighs> oh i don't go to the bathroom i have oh sex God, for bathroom time mm, or so i don't weed, i don't weed the garden i i sex i sex mm, the I, don't eat, I don't eat lunch I sex the lunch. Yeah, when when they bring bread to the table, we have sex at the table. I mean, it's just like, it's so ludicrous. And anytime celebrities are telling me how much sex they're having, I don't believe them. Anytime anybody is telling you how much sex they're having. uncomfortable friends, Bob and Darlene, they're not having that sex. No, they're not. Either that or they are and they want you to be a part of it because they're swingers. Yeah, there's that too. Oh, that's true. Or they are having that much sex and they're having that much sex and telling you about it to cover up another issue that, like an actual issue they're having in their marriage that they're trying to hide from you. Yeah. I don't know. I just, to me, that's just, I don't need to know. Also, too, I also am a parent of twins. And um, I can just say, I don't think for for people who have children or have twins yeah. or have any children at all, when you hear people who are who just have had a similar situation to yours and are telling you how active they are and how great it all is. You feel inferior. And maybe your life doesn't maybe mirror that. Yeah. It doesn't feel good to hear that because it almost does make you feel like I must be well, doing it wrong to, because I don't feel that hot and sexy right to now. To that end, when you're an ugly troll, like most of us compared to Enrique Iglesias and Anna Kornikova, right? Let's be real. We're all ugly compared to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ain't nobody looks like them listening to our show mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and if you are, send us photos. No, but seriously, when people like that, that's like when rich people say, you know, having all this money is so amazing. 
don't need to know mm-hmm. that because yeah. I can't live in that world. I'm already I want, guessing that. It's like it's like when B. Arthur yesterday was like, oh, mm, the lottery, there's so much money in the lottery right now. That's the, that's an amount. That's a life ru- ruiner, she th- said. That's a life ruiner. She's just telling you know, herself that lie so yes, that she that, feels better about herself. Like if somebody with a billion dollars told me that, I'd say bleep you. Nah. You're just saying that so I can sleep at night. Mm-hmm. But sex is really overrated anyways, let's be honest. You've done it once, you've done it a hundred times. Basically. I, I will say. Basically. I, also, I don't need to do that again. I've already done that. But I'm sure. You've done it way. once, you've done it a hundred times. Exactly. But the way that people talk. I mean, it's talk, not that overrated. But. Well, but on all the things in life, when you take an inventory of all the things that bring mm-hmm. you joy in your life, sex, you know, it's maybe. It's on the list. It's on the list, but it's I mean, somewhere in the middle. It depends on where you are in life. But yeah. um because yeah, it can be pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but my point but the the some stuff with some witty comments inserted here. Um <laughs> that was I was gonna good say one. something and I don't Free remember. radio. Yeah. Thank you, Bradley. <laughs> witty comment inserted here. Mm-hmm. Go to break. No, um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. But what Why I was going to just... say is when it comes to beautiful people having sex, don't rub it in my face because I mean, unless, I mean, unless you're going to literally. <laughs> yeah, you might want to think in about my face. that. One, yeah. exactly. it's, just, uh-huh. it's just rude. Yeah. It's and, rude. you know, it's rude. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I don't think beautiful people. Oh, I was having this conversation just the other day. I don't think beautiful people have really good sex. So I bet you the sex between Enrique Iglesias and Anna Kornikova is probably pretty boring. Why? Do you want to know how I know that? Why? How? Because you got to have sex with somebody who isn't a 10. Because the sex, because they got to earn it. Do you know what I mean? When you're not a 10, you have to earn it. Oh, you don't have to work so hard. You don't just just lay there like, look at this. Right. I got all this. Yeah, but when you're like a four, you have to work hard to get sexy. Yeah, I mean, you got to earn that. You got to give people a reason to want to have sex with you again. (laughs) Okay? I actually, this theory is... Good. I like well, your Well, it theory. also works for life because I had a, a, a girlfriend who she was talking about a guy and, and uh, how he wasn't maybe a 10. And I was like, girl, you got to find yourself like a seven mm-hmm. or a six and a half seven because he will he is going to work real hard mm-hmm. to keep you. Mm-hmm. I like that versus theory. a 10 who's like, I can have whatever yeah, I want. I don't have to work that hard. Thank you. I'm a 10. OK, that's great. I like <laughs> that theory. You're welcome. Um, that's a good life I didn't lessons. come up with that. I am not the life first person lessons. to say that. For All right. Sure. You got a D-bag over there, trainer? Oh, God. I forgot what we we're doing. I thought we were going to break. Yeah, I do have a D-bag. It's the tabloids again. Again. Mostly because of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. This Hollywood life business, we've talked about them a few times. It's mm-hmm. a website. Here's the the story. Angelina Jolie's life is, quote, empty without Brad Pitt. She struggles to imagine herself with anyone else. Stop. And I thought to myself, are they just being like funny? Because this can't be real, no, that's right? Rude. Somebody by the name of Jade wrote the following story. Angelina Jolie, 43, is caught between nostalgia and acceptance. As the two-year anniversary since filing divorce from Brad Pitt approaches, a source close to Angelina exclusively tells Hollywood Life, quote, it's really dawned on Angelina recently how empty her life is without Brad in it. 
Okay. Can we does, just it, break this, that down Does the writer moment? mean that the source is geographically close <laughs> to yeah, Angelina? exactly. Like, she's in L.A. Yeah. I don't even know where Angelina <laughs> is, but let's assume L.A. Yes. Mm. Right? Like, first of all, who's close to Angelina Jolie that's talking to Hollywood Jade Life. Yeah, the, over at Hollywood Life. The evening Life. writer. The evening writer. Because that's a thing. I mean, that would be like us saying, mm. Um, we've got some exclusive details on Meghan Markle because a source exclusively told Colleen and Bradley. No. Well, we've done that before. Okay, we've probably done it. We were lying to you, um, mostly. Except for that one time we actually did with yeah, Brad and did, Angelina. Exactly. Oh my See, God, so, so we that's totally what I'm did. saying. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Hi, Jade. <laughs> but we, I don't buy that for you, a girl. moment because it flies in the face of everything we know about Angelina, which mm-hmm. is that she was the... She was the orchestrator, based on our exclusive source. Thank you. Of uh, the end of their relationship. I also just resent anybody who ever like tells a story about somebody's life being empty without their partner. That is just well. It also asinine. And thank you. It's 2018. Yeah, move along. Yeah, and she could even be sad and miserable, but that's not because she wants to be with Brad Pitt again. She could be like, you know, God, I wasted all those years with that loser. Yeah. Even though he's not hard to look at. No. Yeah. I don't buy that at all. And who in their right mind thinks that somebody close to her is actually talking to Hollywood life? Mm -mm. Anyway, I'm done here. (sighs) Thank you. Now we will move on. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. When we come back yesterday at this time, we went full blown infomercial. Holly, you missed it. Um, I think we sold a lot of Instant Pots yesterday, but now it turns out either Instant Pot hurt us or it just it just got real real and Instant Pot has rolled out yet another product. Oh, yeah. You're going to want it. I haven't heard anything about this. Bradley Trainer is going to share an Instant Pot surprise with me. <laughs> After this, on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107. Well, I need something fun right now. It's the Colleen and Bradley. Yes, and so does everybody else. Okay, stop it, you two. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and Bradley Trainer, when I came in this morning, you were like, Do you know about the new Instant Pot product? And I said, No. And then you said, do you want it to be a surprise? And I said, duh. So I'm going to tell you. I don't know nothing about it. We're going to continue our infomercial for Instant Pot products uh, for all to enjoy. No, this one, I literally, it showed up in my uh, news feed this morning. And I was like, okay, I can't believe the timing of this. Um, Because yesterday we legitimately crafted an infomercial for Instant Pot products, including but not limited to the traditional Instant Pot pressure cooker and the Instant Pot Ace blender, which we're both mildly obsessed with. Yeah, so Instant Pot Cleaning came up with its, own, <laughs> with its own blender. They've now come up with another item that you can actually attach. I believe you attach this to your Instant Pot and it retails for $79.95. It's a sous vide calculator. It's a sous vide thing for your Instant Pot. So you know how people are like spending thousands on their fancy sous vide machines mm-hmm. for seventy nine ninety five. You can just get that thing strapped onto the side of your instant pot. Okay, so funny story about this. Oh, <clears throat> I have been obsessed with uh, 
with cookbooks, like Instant Pot cookbooks. Yeah. Lately. Yeah. And like, they're I'm not. I'm wondering where the story's going. I know. Way. They're not like, you know, I, I if they're like $5 and under, like $7 and under, and they look like they've got delicious, delectable treats in them, yeah. I will buy them very easily online. And so my husband loves to sous vide. We have one of those little sous vide. Which is not something you hear most days. <laughs> right. My husband my loves, husband to loves sous, vide. sous vide. I got him a sous vide machine thing, you know. And sous vide, for those of you who don't know what Basically it is. Basically cooks your food like in, like in it's a water like boiling bag. Yeah. Like for hours. Mm, yes. Yes. And, and it cooks things like perfectly evenly. It's like amazing. And the food is fantastic. Like it makes the best <laughs> evenly cooked steaks but wait, there's more. Also, like the greatest eggs, whatever. Leave me alone. It's fine. So I saw this like sous vide instant pot uh, cookbook. And to me, for some reason in my mind, I don't even know what I was thinking when I saw it. I was like, oh, he loves sous vide. Oh, we have an instant pot. That would be awesome. Like it, I thought it would be like a combo platter thing, like where you would Do you use have the one sous vide and the instant pot. Oh, no, but okay. but hear me out. Okay. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get that because I thought it would be like for both things, right? I got it. Um, We got it in the mail. It was like, again, $5. Like I said, if it's $5 and under, it's like mine in no time. I gave it to my husband. He looked at it and he's like, oh, apparently you could sous vide in the instant pot. And I was like, what? He's like, but it would work in like any sous vide machine. It like just works. Yeah. But apparently, yeah, you can, you could always do that apparently. Well, this is an instant pot AccuSlim sous vide immersion calculator. It allows you to stick this thing on the side of the pot Mm-mm. and set the, t- the temperature and set the timer, which allows you to do all the sous vide business. In and it's built insane. for the instant pot, so it's seventy nine ninety five. So again, you know what I love. Ab- Here is what I love about instant pot, and then we can shut up about it and not I take mean, any more of your time. Are we gonna? Really? I mean, yes. Have you had hard boiled eggs in the instant pot? No, you are doing it wrong. I haven't, because honestly, oh my god, the shells they come off. It's like that. You don't need to do anything weird. Okay, but anyway. <sighs> Back to Instant Pot. What I love is that they create things at a price point that's completely reasonable. So instead of spending like thousands of dollars on a sous vide machine, you can add it to your current Instant Pot, which, by the way, is cheaper than ever for just 79 bucks. Mm-hmm. In fact, your your Instant Pot is probably going to be 79 bucks. So this thing is just I, I just love that they make things like the blender. It's like one of them fancy blenders. I only paid ninety nine dollars for the dumb thing. Anyway, I thought you should know. Because now Thank your you. Christmas list needs to include the sous vide immersion calendar. I actually am thinking that my actual sous vide uh, instrument that I already have I'm will sure work it does. exactly yeah. the same. I'm sure it does. But I'm very excited to know it can be used in this particular way. Holly, did you want to add something to our Instant Pot <laughs> infomercial? She's like, no, why she would can't, I? She's like, can't she, okay, this right now. But for the record, Holly, what do you own? An instant pot. Thank you. Thank you. Have and you made eggs in it? <laughs> no, I have been living my life incorrectly. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry. You've been, you've been doing right? it wrong. What's your favorite thing to make in the instant pot? I like to make spinach chicken or chicken sog, as they like to call it. Chicken spinach. Spinach chicken. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. yeah that's good. Uh, rice is something that's popular for the instant pot in my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although it is just easier to boil the darn water. Put it on the 
put it. Oh. I still use my rice I cooker am. for the rice, but I'm telling you, I, what I the things I can do to a turkey <laughs> breast in that instant pot. I bet. I bet. I bet oh. the turkey is very pleased. I just want. I need <laughs> this. Way you. Use my turkey breast. Mm. Okay. What were you going to say, House? I'm just, I need to get you guys on an infomercial. I know. An actual infomercial. We will sell the crap out of that. Yeah, we will. We'll sell the crap out of that. Speaking of selling the crap out of it, can I just tell you about the special gift delivery we got? Yeah, I wish you would. Yes. Should we do that? Do we have time? Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember our cheat day Friday on Friday? How could I forget? (laughs) It was was horrible. Candy corn pizza. Now, the delightful part of that experience was the pizza, not mm-hmm. the candy corn. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's on social media, candy corn pizza. So we thought, we'll try it. We'll try anything once. It was not good. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. But it was the candy was the corn's fault we'll because hot melted candy corns do not taste good. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then it sweat on the pizza. Yes, it was it did terrible. Sweat. Oh! It was a sad moment. It was However, awful we terrible. used as the base for our pizza a Heggie's pizza, um, which is one of my favorite frozen pizzas. Mm-hmm. And they clearly were listening, Colleen, and so they sent us a um, a, a kind little package full of uh, little Heggie's cheese pizzas. And they say to our good friends, Colleen and Bradley, regarding that candy corn pizza, it's not really how we enjoy our Heggie's, but we're not here to judge to each his her own. To help you keep on getting creative with your Heggie's, here are some blank slates for your next creations. We like putting cheese curds on our double cheese. Give it a try. Okay, which your what? right there? My ha- my brain was like, would you what? Wait, are there cheese curds on the pizza? No, no, they're have to do it. Like a that's a DIY situation. Oh. So how about this? How about if you guys have ideas for pizza mashups? That's a great now, idea. Not like pepperoni. Yeah, no, don't give us no. dumb ones. <laughs> Like, don't like, like, but it's got to be good. Give us some good ideas. So the candy corn, here's another idea that we did last year. The peanut butter egg. But don't give us those ideas. I don't want to do that. I want things that will enhance the flavor profile. Enhance flavor profile experience. No, I want things that are like cheese curds on the pizza. That's yay. Exciting. I get excited about that. I don't want things where I'm going to have a question mark like, I want like a, yeah, that's something I haven't thought of. Anyway, send us your creative, <laughs> thoughtful pizza questions. And, and then thank I'll judge you it. To pizza our hacks. friends at Heggie's. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm really excited about what's coming up next. Here's the deal. I don't know if you know this, but the lottery is really big right now. Really? Mega millions is like mm, pretty mega billions. So we want to help you by picking your lottery numbers. There's a catch. It's a public service. It is a public service. There's a catch. We're going to make you promise to give us a little bit of money. Don't worry about it, but 651-641-1071 if you want our methods of helping you. If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, I think you're going to love Viator. If you haven't heard, Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. They've got everything from simple tours to extreme adventures, all the cool and interesting stuff in between as well. Well, this year, my wife and kids are making one of my bucket list trips come true. We're going to Sun Valley. So we're going to fly to Sun Valley, and I tell you, the thought of bringing skis, poles, boots, snowboards, everything overwhelming. But that's where Viator came in. They made this incredibly easy. I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, Viator arranges a first-class experience, custom ski, snowboard, and boot fittings, and tickets delivered right to the condo. It's pretty amazing. Experiences are what we love most about travel. They create these long-lasting moments and make memories that will last a lifetime. 
Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.